Welcome to our Lead to Succeed podcast, where we share leadership and business growth insights, both from our own experiences and that of our guests. We're the hosts. I'm Rebecca Jenkins, founder of Argen, helping companies to grow by finding, gaining and growing the best clients. And I'm Callum, sharing my perspectives from both being an entrepreneur and working in a variety of different companies. Whether you lead a team or a business, you'll find practical tips, inspirational insights and ideas as we discuss a wide range of leadership topics. So with that, here's today's episode. So welcome to our podcast today on the subject of emotional intelligence. And we thought we'd pick up on this because there's a recent, uh, well, there's a survey out by Career Builder and they've said that 71% of employers say they value emotional intelligence over IQ and 75% more likely to promote an employee with high emotional intelligence, EQ, over IQ. So we thought that would make quite an interesting topic to have between us. So, Callum, what are you surprised by that? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not particularly. I guess well, I'm, I'm surprised that that was the actual figure. But no, I'm not surprised that emotional intelligence is is, is as important as it is because I think it's been a running theme through uh, a lot of the the podcast episodes that we had with a, with a variety of different guests. Um, and from my own experience of um, working in different organisations, I think is also you know a really important topic. Um, so no, we we felt like it was a <laughs> it was a great one to talk about today. And and what. I mean, I guess we perhaps ought to share what we think emotional intelligence actually means. It might mean something different to you as it does to me. Um, but what what do you think it is? What do, what does it mean to you? I think largely for me, it just off the top of my head, I would say it means being aware of how you're perceived by others. I think by and large, that's what it means to me. Um, just just aware of how you how you come across your team. Um, the, the way you say certain things, the way you're perceived, um, both in a good light and perhaps other times when there might be things you can improve on that. Um, being aware of how other members in your team feel, um, what they're thinking about, uh, being aware of what they might need. Um, yeah, I think it sort of comes down to, to those things uh, in, a, in a very sort of short summary. What about you? Well, for me, I mean, I, it, I think it would be great to get our listeners' views on emotional intelligence, don't you? See what they think about it? Yeah, for sure. And this is an interesting one because there's a book called Emotional Intelligence written by David Goldman. And he says that emotional intelligence can actually be, le- be learnt, whereas IQ can't be learnt. It's what you're, bo- you're born with. Now... Whether you agree with that statement or not, I think the good news is that emotional intelligence is something that you can actually develop. But I guess the first phase in being able to develop your emotional intelligence is to have some self-awareness. Because if you haven't got that, I'm not quite sure how you could actually develop your emotional intelligence. You'll be very self-aware in the first place. Otherwise, it's just going to bypass you isn't it yeah no, i think that's a good point I, I think it's one of those things as you have experience and and work with more people or work at different organiza- different organizations or whatever it might be i think you'll naturally pick up experience of both how you can be more emotionally intelligent yourself and also the the leaders around you kind of how how they fare in this in the side of things so i think yeah it's definitely something i, th- I feel like you can probably learn as, as time goes on um, and in regards to what you said, yeah, self-awareness, I think that's one of the, the, the first sort of key pieces of emotional intelligence. And I think that ties in with 
perhaps what I said at the start is like, how are you being perceived? Um, and, and I think this ties in with like other episodes that we've already had really. It's kind of a bit, you know, potentially around like a cultural side of things. Like what is the actual culture of the business? How do, how do members of the team perceive the business and the other leaders within it? Um, is that in a good light in, in sort of like a very inspirational type of way or is it in uh, perhaps you know in a, in a slightly different light so I think yeah how you're being perceived and being aware of that is like a very important part of um, you know self-awareness and emotional intelligence what, and what, what do you think? Well do you mind if we just spin the question around the other way Kelton and say would you work in a business I mean your your age group are going to represent I don't know is it 40 50 percent of the workforce over the next couple of years? I may have that stat a little bit out, but I know it's um it's a significant number. In fact, it might even be a bit higher than that. So would you work in an organization where you feel that when well, I mean, how important would it be for you to work in an organization where the emotional intelligence aspect was really high? And yeah, so how important is that to you? Yeah, for sure. I, I would work in an organization where perhaps like emotional intelligence of leaders or managers wasn't as high as it perhaps could be <laughs> i mean it might need it might be a case where managing upwards becomes a more important topic um, in that situation but i think if you're working with people that are very emotionally intelligent are very aware of how they're being perceived and all the other things that we can come on to in a moment i think it just makes the process just a whole lot more enjoyable um i think you know they're they're aware of perhaps when they make mistakes or they're aware of like what you need as an individual how can, how can they be better and what are your needs? And I think it just makes the whole process a lot more enjoyable. I think you feel more valued member of the team, as I keep saying. Um, and then as a result of that, and as I'm sure you'll come on to in a moment, it just ends up sort of helping to yield better results for the business. So yes, I would work in an organization where emotional intelligence could perhaps be improved, but I think it would just be more enjoyable for everyone involved if that emotional intelligence is sort of higher with perhaps, you know, individuals and also managers as well. Um, and I'm going to come on to just one quick example of that. I remember an interview I had for, for one particular company. Um, this was a person who, who, would, who uh, was going to be my, my manager. And they asked me uh, something along the lines of, what would a good manager be like for you? Um, and the answer I gave was something along the lines of someone who was, uh, I can't remember exactly what, what my answer was at that point in time, but I just thought the question was a really good question. It was just someone who was like very, felt like very aware um, of, of themselves and then also like kind of how I responded to that would was a good indicator of like whether I would fit in well with that organization or not. Um, so that was a long way to that. So yes I would but I think it just makes it more enjoyable for everyone involved. What do you think? And that is a good question isn't it to ask? Uh, yeah I thought it was a really good question. Yeah. yeah I thought it was um it made me feel like that is something that I, I could definitely work with if they're already thinking about what does a good manager look like for me. I think it just yeah it just which I think it was just a really nice question to, to be asked, yeah. And one that should be asked more often, really, because it is a two-way process in the interview. You've got to both make sure it's a good fit for each other, but maybe that's a, another topic for another time. Maybe sure. we should just try and define what we actually think emotional intelligence is or, you know, what it is for you, what it is for me. Yeah, I mean, do you have, do you have a good example of emotional intelligence that comes to your mind? Oh, um, well, actually, recently, this isn't um, necessarily a work environment, but um, my dad's been in hospital and, 
each day I've been responsible for kind of just seeing how he is and speaking to his kind of main um, medical team. And he's been in hospital with for quite a long time now, standing on for seven weeks. And each time there's almost each week, there's been um, a different consultant or a different doctor to speak to. And it's been really interesting how they have all dealt with my questions all in a very different way. And the questions have been, how's the dad doing today? How's the treatment going? How is he? And I can really pick out the doctors and the consultants that have great emotional intelligence and the ones that don't. So some of them have been quite brusque with me and couldn't wait to get me off the phone. They've been caring, but kind of didn't want to answer all my questions or give me the time. And, you know, I felt it was difficult to ask them the questions because they just kind of didn't make that um, create that sort of conversation where it was easy for me to ask those questions. But I'll get to my point. And there is one consultant who stands out a mile. He had great emotional intelligence because he really listened to what I was asking. He really put himself in my shoes. He said, if this was my dad, this is what I do. This is what I recommend. I can understand how you might feel about this. He really took the time to explain it. So empathy for me is one of the biggest um, traits or a, a big sign of emotional intelligence, being able to put yourself in the other person's shoes and make them um, as if you really understand what's going on for them so you can help them with it. So yeah, that would be a recent um, example for me, Callum. It was really quite significant how uh, the different consultants um, handles that situation. So I can't go on about it anymore. It's getting a bit boring for people. Let's, let's yeah, uh, sure. take another example. I think maybe a good one, uh, next section to move on to. So I, I had a quick read about emotional intelligence before we started recording this one. And the next uh, section that cropped up was kind of called self-regulation. I've written down self-reflection. I think it's um, the both sort of fair points. And one was talking about sort of re remaining calm in, in situations, sort of feeling like you're in control, not rushing to any sort of haste, hasty decisions, um, not making stereotypes, not sort of um, sort of lashing out at people or anything like that or making emotional decisions. So I think that's all, all kind of underpinned by staying quite calm, potentially in sort of, you know, more stressful situations. I think that's a, a good example of, um, you know, emotional intelligence. And then also, I think perhaps a good example is being uh, honest, being able to like admit when mistakes are potentially made. Um, as a leader, if you do something which, which is... Um, which perhaps you made a mistake on. I think as some of our guests have said, it's shown that vulnerability and humility to be able to like admit to that when you're wrong. And I think, you know, I, I don't, I don't think in any way that would make you um, perhaps in some situations anyway, not, not appear weak as a leader. I think if anything, it would make you look more humble, open to um, perceiving something that you might have done wrong and, and willing to sort of bounce back from that. Um, so that was one of the other sort of core areas that came up. Do you, have any, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it is really good when um, your leader actually has the capacity within them to come back and say, look, I actually made a mistake there. I got that wrong. And uh, thank you for giving me the feedback. And it reminds me a bit of uh, Kiki's kind of one, two, three rule that she implemented because she recognised that she was not always listening to her team and taking on board their feedback. So she implemented this 
kind of what step one, step two, step three, and step three was we need to have a coffee and you really do need to listen to me, Kiki. So uh, the two things together, yeah, you've got to listen. And yes, I agree with you. When somebody actually can come back and say, yeah, I made a mistake. Um, we can forgive them for making mistakes. We are all human, but it's just nice when somebody has the capacity within them to admit it. Okay, so let's just, we've, we've talked about being self-aware, about having empathy with the example of the consultant, understanding me, my situation. Um, we've talked about being able to self-reflect mm-hmm. and being able to manage your emotions as well. So there's just one thing I wanted to touch on the empathy side of things as well. Uh, I think like a good way to summarize that is being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and then also understand how someone else is feeling and then be able to respond on those feelings as well. Um, so to move forward on, one of the final uh, areas was sort of having strong social skills. And some of the things that resonated with me in that article that I read were having the ability, well, not necessarily having the ability, but just taking time to like praise others for the things that they've done well. Um, communication skills, again, obviously very important. And then like understanding like perhaps on a, on a larger thing, like what the individuals in your team want. So what are their like larger career goals? What are their aspirations? What is it they're looking to learn or achieve or whatever? I think that's like a good, uh, again, also like a strong sign of emotional intelligence. Um, and one of the things, this is like a very niche thing, but I remember I read it uh, a while ago, is like, especially nowadays when a lot of people are working remotely, is like how you're perceived over um, text messages or kind of um, those types of messaging platforms where obviously you don't really see people's body language. And it's a bit like a text or an email, just like in personal everyday life anyway, because you can't see how, some, you can't hear someone's tone or see someone's body language. And it can be taken in like slightly wrong ways, not wrong ways, but it can be interpreted in, in perhaps a different way to how you intended it. And I, I, one of the articles I read was talking about like overly using smiley faces and, and things like that. And although it sounds like maybe a silly or a, an insignificant point, I actually think it's quite an important point because, um, you know, you can you can say things over um, internal messaging systems, and employees can take that in slightly the wrong way that you intended if they can't hear you or or see you in person, especially with COVID, with a lot of sort of uh, communication happening like that. Um, I think, you know, just sort of overly using things like smiley faces can can uh, can make a difference yeah it's a really valid point i think Alan. it's how things can be misconstrued i think is is what you're i think that's essentially what i'm trying to say yeah. what you're saying there isn't it it's it's making sure that the communication is really um is really clear yeah. but let's let's also think about and i was gonna say i guess that's not like you know right to do all the time um, I just thought it was just something I read, which uh, sort of stuck with me, which I thought was um, a very good point. Anyway, what were we going to say? Let's just think about, and perhaps as we come to wrap up a, a little bit, what are the benefits of having high emotional intelligence? Because we've got these companies that are saying, that, look, it's emotional intelligence is higher than actual intelligence. So why? What's the benefit of this to a, to a business and to an organisation? Why, why is this so important? So... Um, yeah, go on. Jump well, I guess in, maybe Karen. if I start off and I'll say how I felt yeah. working with people that I feel like do have high emotional intelligence, and you can talk about it from your side of things. I think ultimately, and I and I keep on saying this, but it makes it just makes me feel more valued as an individual. I feel like they they're generally interested in hearing, and I feel like most people are like this. But how am I feeling? What am you know? What's going on in in in, in, on, in my work? What am I what am I thinking about? And so on. They they generally care for how I feel um 
ultimately that makes me feel more motivated, you know, more willing to kind of go above and beyond wanting to do more, wanting to, to, to not always, I say work hard as well, like working smart as well, but, you know, just kind of like really give it my all. Um, and ultimately, you know, if everyone in your team is doing that, that kind of leads to better results for the business and ultimately a happier workforce, workforce as well. So I think really it's down to kind of employee well-being and then also sort of better, better results for the business as well. So just from you saying that, Karen, it just shows what a massive impact it does have on teams and individuals by working with a leader that really does demonstrate great emotional intelligence has a massive impact on kind of motivation as you say well-being and and uh, how happy you are at work I guess ultimately um, is what it boils down to the other things that I think um, are important to have great emotional intelligence as a leader are that you're probably more able to resolve um, difficult situations or conflict more easily if you've got good emotional intelligence mm-hmm. probably very good at building relationships yeah um would be another key key point and have a good willingness for collaboration you know, seeing it from the other person's perspective wanting to collaborate wanting to build something for a greater purpose rather than perhaps just thinking of uh my situation or uh, my department so building collaborations and i think as you've touched on and as we've said it's all about having a much happier place to work and that alone makes it such a big, important reason why emotional intelligence is high up there on the um, list of important leadership traits. For sure. So I think that's probably a good place to end it. Obviously, being happy is a very important thing. Um, and if we can, if more people can feel more happy, then um, I think that's a, a great place to end it. So with that, thank you very much for listening, everyone, for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Um, trust you found it useful we're always open to to feedback from, from you guys as to what you think i guess we have to be now after talking about this podcast but we are anyway um so if you have any feedback for us we're, we we'd love to hear from you and uh, we look forward to uh talking with you in uh, in the next episode thanks for listening we'd love to hear how this podcast has impacted your leadership and if any of these concepts resonate with you and you'd like to find out more about leadership and business growth, go to the RGM website, rjen.co.uk.